From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part three of our series on media and marriage. Where are you scrolling? And Jay Shetty had this to say about phones and media. He said, spend more time with people who make you forget to look at your phone. There we go. There we go. Kind of sums it all up in about 2.2 seconds, but we're going to be digging deep into that today. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And that's just a great opportunity for you to connect with someone else in the one family who has had Mm -hmm. breakthrough in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by Ava. And we're going to be sharing more about how this company is helping women and their husbands better understand her cycle a little later in the show. And this hug comes from an email message we received and it says, my wife and I met you in Henderson at the one conference. Mm. We attended the conference and after returning home began to deal with a serious situation that I had created in our marriage. I'd been taking money out of our savings account to pay for an addiction I had acquired and I was keeping it from my wife. She didn't find out because of my honesty. She found out by looking at the savings account balance. I'm telling you these things because this morning we both listened to your recent podcast about isolation. And one of you said, if you're going through it, someone else is also going through it. I believe we started listening to you guys and because we attended your seminar and because of my wife's faith, we are now working through this together. I'm a believer as well and have had some things shake my faith in the past couple of years. Being in the wilderness with my faith, believing that I am a rock that doesn't need other people's help are the main factors in what has led me to where I am. I love my wife more than anything on this earth and it kills me that I hurt her and was deceitful to her. So the good news is that we are working together to get through this. I have a lot of work to do, but I have my beautiful wife working with me. Thank you both so much. The Isolation Podcast has reinforced what has been a blaring message to me in this past week. Mm. There are people who care and you really can't do it by yourself. Thank you for what you're doing for people in creating a community and thank you for what you're doing for us. I love you guys. And when you return to Henderson, we will be there. Awesome. 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 And we will be back in Henderson, North Carolina in March, 2020. But for all of our upcoming conferences and events, check out oneliveevents.com because we want to see you guys. If there's nothing more um, that excites us is to actually be with the one family. So if you can get to an event that we're at, we'd love to see you. And we've been going through this series, you know, over the last few weeks, looking at the impact of media on your marriage. And we've talked about what you're listening to. We've talked about what you're watching. And this week we're tackling the phone and social media. And, you know, we are always completely honest behind these microphones. Um, We both have iPhones. Mm -hmm. We both are active on social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you follow us on Instagram, follow One Extraordinary Marriage on Instagram or Facebook, we're out there. Mm-hmm. Right. It is a part of our lives. It's been about 10 years now. I think we first got onto Facebook. Now it's 10 years ago now. I still remember the conversation I had with a girlfriend. Yeah. It's probably, it's somewhere between like eight to 10 years ago. And I remember having the conversation which is like, you need to get on Facebook. There's so much going on. And I remember, I remember that conversation. I can hear her voice in my head and, and here we are. And One Extraordinary Marriage has a huge presence mm-hmm. in social media. A lot yeah. of you connect with us on Instagram and you connect with us on Facebook. And, you know, it's one of those things where it can be used for good. <laughs> it, it can definitely be one of those things where people are getting access. Like we were um, recently speaking, we were invited to speak at a small group um, for our church. Yeah. And we were talking about how 
you know, so many of them listen to the podcast on their phone. They love hearing, you know, or reading whatever the, the inspiration of the day is on Instagram, right? So they're doing all of that to grow their marriage. But we also know the flip side yes. of social media and it's, you know, all of that time that you spend and it, it, consumed with what's in front of you. And it doesn't matter. We know just because we asked you guys, we know that Instagram and Facebook are the two most popular apps that the one family is on. But we also know, you know you've got Snapchat and WhatsApp and, and there's so many other media apps that are vying for our attention. Well, even message. Mm-hmm. I mean, just texting. It was interesting because we asked you guys to to share. Well, what are you what are you using and how much and to see how much of us are using texting even? And, and Elise and I both, but that's, you think of it as like, oh, it's, it, it's not a, it's not a like consuming me. And yet when you see that you're using your messaging app an hour or two hours a day, mm, yeah, maybe. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the amount of time mm-hmm. that people are we on, are. but, but we want to first look at what's our awareness of what the social media platforms are feeding us because it's not just what we think our peers are putting out there, right? The friends that we follow, you know, grandma's getting on Facebook so that she can see pictures of the kids and that type of thing. But it's, you know, there are a lot of political message. There are, you know, all kinds of controversies that people are putting out there. There are all of the ads, like you can't get on any of your favorite social media platforms without having some kind of ad pop up at you saying, buy this, you need this, you don't have this, you should want this and all of this kind of stuff. And so we're getting all of these, these moments, all of these people, you know, outside sources pouring into us, we're seeing all of these pictures of our friends. And, and I don't know, um, most of the time we don't post the really good pictures or we don't post the really bad pictures of us. I'm laughing because Tony and I just um, were in this process here in the month of June uh, 2019 of celebrating 25 years of knowing each other. Right. And so was that on your person? Where did you post that picture? It'll be on both. So, okay. so it'll, it'll go up. It'll be on One Extraordinary Marriage as well. Um, so, but yeah, I posted pictures of our first date. Somewhere in the between of like our six and eight years married. I'm not too oh, sure. No, it would have been earlier than that. No, but if we had kids by that point in time. That then, picture wasn't with kids. Oh, that, that wasn't with picture kids. Is not okay. With kids. Yeah. So that's probably a little earlier. And then one of us just about a month or so ago at a recent marriage getaway we, we attended. And, and it's just, you know, three fun pictures. I, I, I was looking for some other ones, but, you know, I was like, I, I, three is enough. Well, and the reason I say, like I'm specifically bringing up these pictures and knowing that they're posted is that the first picture is a picture that seriously in today's day and age would not exist. Like eyes are half open. It was one of those pictures that if you had been able to see it on a digital camera or on your phone or wherever, you would have just deleted Deleted it and said, I need to take another picture. Eyes are half open. The lighting is not good. I mean, it's just, it's not a great picture. But back in the day, you didn't get to see that. You just took pictures and then you developed them and that's what you got. And that to me, it's almost like, wow, because that, I miss that period of time of just being able to just go, wow, we have a roll of film. Let's go get it developed and, and seeing See what's, what, there. what's there, which again, at least like Elisa said, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made it on anything at this point in time. It would have been deleted off of our phones and we would have moved on. Right. And we would have taken the picture a few times to get the right picture. Mm-hmm. And then we would have only posted it after we had crafted the perfect expression of our first date of our connection of even, you know, posting it 25 years later of what that, that time has meant. And, that's something that we, in our 
uber fast paced world, we forget that what we're seeing is somebody else's version of perfection. And this media that was intended to connect us, right? You know, social, mm -hmm. it's, it's not called just media. It's called social media. Why? Because it was intended to make us feel that we're being social and we have this illusion of connectedness. We have this illusion that we know so many people. You've got, you know. Here's something though, like you just said, it, it, it's an interesting thing. D don't even think about other people. Like, like let, let's just even just take that out of the equation okay. right now. Because I think there's been enough said about that. The illusion that you're connected to your spouse. Mm -hmm. I think that is something we really need to discuss. And where are you scrolling even when it comes to your spouse? Because we can feel like via our phone or through whatever we're scrolling, WhatsApp or a message, we can feel we're connected. And yet when we actually see our spouse, we're unable to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Like in human form, we're, we're unable to emotionally connect. We're, we're unable to sexually connect. We're unable to work through our finances together. And I think that's where the delusion comes in thinking that we have a perfect marriage mm -hmm. and yet we don't. Cause sometimes I even look at some of the stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're so amazing. And then a day later or less, it's like, why are we having this fight? Why can't we, why can't we talk about this together? We did it fine yesterday through when we were just texting each other. And yet now today we can't. So take away all the other stuff and are, are you able to connect with your spouse outside of your phone? Well, and do you even look up from your phone or your iPad or your tablet? Because 41% of you said that your spouse complains about the amount of time that you spend looking at a screen. And I, I, when I saw that number, when I saw that stat come through, my first thought was, I wonder how many of your spouses have actually stopped complaining. So that number is lower than... I, I think it's actually... I think the number should be higher. I think there are a lot of spouses that feel that it is a... It's, it's a, a battle, battle they can't win. Yeah. And, and so, we've been there. And, and so you just stop complaining and you just like, oh, I'm not even going to bring it up anymore because these devices have become so entrenched. Thank you. Perfect mm -hmm. word. Entrenched in our society. Like you leave home without your phone and you feel uneasy, right? There's this pure sense of like withdrawal of, oh my gosh, like, can I make it through the next hour with my, oh, with my phone? Can I make it two minutes to drop off without having my phone? Can I wake up without my phone? I mean, we did a show, gosh, probably a year or so ago now, um, where there was this Bank of America study mm -hmm. yeah. that had a ridiculous amount of a percentage of people who reach for their phone before they reach for their spouse. I think it was like somewhere between 20 and 25, maybe even 30% of folks will reach for their their phone first. Their device, yeah. And so you think about that for just a second, right? If we're looking at our phone first, and probably if it's that close to your bed, it's the last thing that you're looking at. So phone is the last thing and phone is the first thing. But you have this human being next to you. What is that telling them about their priority in your life? Mm -hmm. I mean, I yeah. remember the very first conference that Tony and I ever did. Gosh, it's probably been, what, five, six years ago now? Yeah. Um, we had found this cartoon and we post it for every once in a while from time to time. And there was this couple sitting at like the breakfast table or sitting at a restaurant or something. They were having a meal and the husband's looking at his phone and the wife's sitting across from him. And she looks at him and she says, Hey, if I, if I take your phone and I like put it up on my forehead, can we pretend that you're talking to me? Can we pretend that you're looking at me? Because she knew that the only way to get the attention was to have the phone on her. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the way a lot of us feel. And, you know, Tony has shared throughout the year that I actually made a decision at the beginning of the year that if I was having a conversation with Tony and I looked over and realized that the reason he wasn't responding to me was because he was processing what I said, but instead he was looking at his phone and texting or doing something else. I was just going to be quiet. Figured he's not paying attention. Which I wasn't. And, and I think we can all realize that when we are focusing on our phone, that if somebody is talking to us, we, we like to think we're multitaskers, but I've, I've listened to too many shows on our brain and the ability for us to multitask and it's like very low. Mm -hmm. And so for us to think that when our spouse is talking to us and we're on the phone and we actually hear them, it's actually, we're lying to ourselves. And, and I've realized that because when Elisa does that, she starts talking. And then when she stops, it's almost like abruptness. And then I, and I put my head up and then I'm like, oh yeah, I have no idea what you just said mm -hmm. because I was so focused on something else. So that, that's, I mean, you can do some searching on multitasking and how it, it's, it's not good for us. And it's, it's that attention that we're giving to something else. And it's also, what are we looking at? And why are we looking at it? You know, phones, I, I've used this phrase with some of my coaching clients. I probably even used it on the show that phones are like an adult pacifier, right? Think about a baby, right? Sometimes a baby will suck on a pacifier because they're bored, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes they, they need a pacifier when they're stressed, right? Sometimes they just, you know, they're, they're just it, like, it, it's just a nothing thing. It's just habit. Right. And, you know, it's just this kind of mindlessness. And the same thing is true with us and our phones. And it's, it's indicative of the fact that there are bigger issues in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And this is even for Tony and I, right? We are not pointing fingers. We are not casting stones. There are times when I use it because I'm bored. And, and so instead of saying, Hey, Tone, let's go do something. I'm like, Oh, you know what? Mindless on my phone. You know, there are times when I don't want to have a conversation. And so I'll just whip out my phone because if I'm doing something, right, if I'm on my phone, I'm busy and I'm doing something, then I don't have to have a conversation with him. Yeah. And same thing goes on my part. And I will have to say if there's one area that in this, in this series of media and marriage, you know, we talked about the listening, we talked about the watching, and now we're looking at the scrolling. For me personally, this is the biggest struggle for mm -hmm. me personally. And I'm, there are times when I feel like, man, I am doing awesome. Like I'm connecting this, this device isn't being taken everywhere. It's, it's being left behind on a date night. You know, it's whatever that may be. And then there are other times, like Elisa said, where she's about to have a conversation or she is having a conversation and I just pull it out and I start looking at it. And it's, it's like, I don't even catch myself. And so believe me, when we, when we share this this episode in particular, it's one that, you know, putting light on it for ourselves and for you to understand what are you looking at? What are you scrolling? How often are you doing it? And what can we do so that way we can connect mm -hmm. in our marriage, fully connect. Like I was saying before, instead of we think we have this great marriage because we're doing it between devices, but can we really do it face to face? Well, and you know, it was interesting because as we were, you know, communicating with the one family via, you know, and we do this weekly on Instagram. We ask you guys questions and, and get your feedback, but the average amount of time that people are spending on social media is a little over three hours. So, so stop and think about that. Goodness. And I know I posted mine. Yeah. I've got four hours. That was like, because of all the Instagram stuff I do with these polls and gathering stuff, but I do spend a lot of time. Like I'm not making excuses. I do spend a lot of time on that. Um, but I just want you to think about your day. 
right? If we spend eight hours a day sleeping, right? Another, I'm going to say 10 hours with work because you have an eight hour work day, but with commute and things like that, mm-hmm. that, that gives you 18. 18 hours that have already been taken. Mm-hmm. There are only 24 hours in the day. That leaves another six hours of time for you to do all that you have to do. If you take three plus hours away from that, that only leaves three hours, give or take. And that's saying you're the working spouse. You may not be, you may be at home. You may be a stay-at-home mom. You may be a stay-at-home dad. So that looks a little different for Mm -hmm. you. But at the same time, it may be one of those things where you look at it and go, man, I have all these things on my plate to do. And I've done this. Like I got all this stuff to do and yet I'm not getting it done. Why and, is that? And then you're looking and you're going, wow, well, there's two, three, four hours spent on a phone, which wasn't productive towards getting something done that was on my to-do list that now is giving me a bit of anxiety because it needs to get done or there's some frustration because I'm not getting it done. Here's, here's a really good case in point just recently. Just feeling like oh, I want I want to work out. I want to get back to working out. I, I've stepped away from cycling um, after a number of guys here in San Diego have been killed, um, hurt, injured, and these are close friends of mine over the last five years or so. Um, and, and and even our, our just what's happening with our kids and and having the time to commit to it. I just don't have it right now, but I wanted to start working out. And really, the the workouts I was looking at were thirty minutes. It's nothing crazy, you know, thirty minutes in a day you know, five days a week, just something to just get the heart rate running and the sweat going. And I just kept telling myself, man, there's just not enough time in the day. I don't have enough time. There's nothing I can do. It's all this stuff. And then when I realized it was, it was like, wow, just put my phone down for half an hour and just get it in. Like, just make it happen, Tony, put the phone down and, and, and I love video based workouts personally. So we just throw something up. I throw something up and I just follow along for 30 minutes and it keeps me focused. And so just that switch for me was like, no, no, no. Put your phone down for 30 minutes and go do something productive, Tony. Like, but that was me. I had to have that conversation with myself. You may have a different one that you need to have with you. Well, and it's, because it's the time, mm-hmm. right? It's the time that we're spending. It's the time that we're spending not engaged with our spouse. And it's also, what are we consuming in that time? What are we, what are we flicking through? What are we swiping left or swipe up or swipe right or swipe down? Whatever. What are we taking in that's impacting our marriage? Are, are we having those thoughts that go through our head of saying, well, why don't we go on dates like that? Or, or why don't we live in a house like that? Why aren't you romantic? like so-and-so's husband or wife? Why don't you give me kisses overlooking, you know, some Greek harbor? Why don't, why don't our kids act like that or smile for the camera? Why, why is our life not like what I see? Mm-hmm. And so we start, you know, and it's been this thing that, and we've seen it happen with, you know, an uptick in eating disorders and anxiety. And, you know, there's so much media out there, or so much information out there about, you know, just all of this social media and what it's causing us to do, because we've become the society of people that compare themselves to each other, right? Out loud in, with the voices in our head, we're comparing our marriages and, and we're looking at our spouses and we're like, well, you don't measure up to what I see on somebody's Instagram feed or somebody's Facebook feed or you don't measure up. This isn't the marriage that I wanted because it doesn't look like, you know, the neighbors down the street. And we get into this place where, where it's all about somebody else's relationship and what it looks like. And we invest so much time 
not just on our phones, but so much time in this space of other people's relationships that were time that we can't get back to give to our own relationships. Yeah. And that's the key too. just always remember that somebody's on a journey of their own. Mm. And so I remember a time, you know, years ago to looking at others and, and being that way. And I, and it, something just happened where I stepped back for a second and, and looked at who they were and where they were in their life, but also the journey that they had been on to get to where they were. And had I done that, I may have been there. I may not have, but my journey is, and mine and Elisa's journey is different than yours. So you may just be jumping on right now and just like, well, I want to be like Tony and Elisa. And amen, man, that is our goal. We want you to have the extraordinary in your marriage. We want you to go, our 22 years in, our 25 years in, our 10 years in is better than our first year. That's what we want you to do, but know that there's a journey. Ours is 11 years in the making and still being made. So don't fret and don't get upset with yourself if you don't get to that place in six months. Well, and I just want to give a little perspective around social media because I didn't know this until I started doing research for the show. So 1997 was the first social media platform called Six Degrees. And I've then, never even heard of it. Didn't okay. know about it. That My, was the first one? Yes. Okay. At least that's what I found. Okay. MySpace came out in 2003. Okay. Facebook in 2004. Okay. And Instagram in 2010. And Twitter was somewhere in there with Facebook, I think in 04 time-ish, 03, 04. It's crazy to think that this has really only been a phenomenon for about the last 20 plus years, 22-ish. Yeah. Right? But you look at the impact on people's social... Like we used to hang out with our neighbors, right? Kids would come out and play after school. You'd Like if you needed to borrow a cup of sugar or, or you wanted to know what was going on, you would actually pick up the phone and call your neighbors or say, you know, we've got friends here who, you know, have this great block party they do. But it used to be about people. And we've become so much about our devices. And we need to strategize around how not to have these devices take over our marriages. But first, we want to thank this week's sponsor, and that's Ava. And maybe maybe you've been like, oh, I just wish that I could understand my cycle, right? As a woman, you're like, I just wish I knew like what was coming, what was happening, and that type of thing. Or maybe as a husband, you're like, it would be great to know just where she is because it yes. impacts our sexual intimacy. It impacts, you know, adventure. It impacts all of those types of things. Well, Ava is a Swiss startup company that's dedicated to advancing women's health and to breaking taboos again around discussing the menstrual cycle. And it's great because Ava provides fascinating insights about a woman's cycle and health, including data on sleep quality and quantity, physiological stress, resting pulse rate, and more. And you only have to wear it at night. I love it. I just put it on bed, on before bed. And then in the morning, I sync it to my phone. And I'm just, I'm getting to know, like I thought I had a pretty good understanding of myself, but I'm getting to know me even better, which means by default, Tony gets to know me and mm -hmm. my cycle even better. So I, I need you to know that it, ladies, it's finally time that you get to understand your body. Go to avawomen.com to learn more. And for listeners of our program, you can receive $20 off your order by going to avawomen.com slash one and using our code one. That's avawomen.com slash one code one for wherever you are in your life. Yeah. And that's a, you know, what, what a cool way though. If you're looking at a lot of social media or you're on your phones a lot to be going, what is my sleep quality? What is, what is the quantity of it? What's the quality of it? What's the psychological stress? These are things that we can learn to go, okay, is it time to put away that mm -hmm. 
that phone because I'm not getting enough sleep. You know, I'm up on it till 1 a.m. and then I'm getting up at 6 a.m. or earlier, or I'm just not getting into that REM sleep that I really need to be fully available to my spouse. We talked about a show some time ago called um, Emotional. Oh gosh, hold on. I'm going to find it real quick for you guys because, oh, we were talking about the emotional. Hold on. I mean, some of you guys are probably already like off the top of your head know what I'm talking about. And you're like, Tony, emotional exhaustion. Thank you. I'm like, I needed more than just the word emotional. Yeah, I know. Episode 477. I'll put a link to it in here. And just talking about how we're emotionally exhausted, Mm -hmm. how we're just emotionally just worn out. And because of that, we're unable to be there for our spouse and even for ourselves at times. Mm -hmm. And so I'll put this link in there because I think there's a really interesting tie as we're we're discussing here today that I'm, that I'm thinking through that our emotional exhaustion, this, this place where we're unable to handle the conversations and being fully there for our spouse is happening because we put so much into something and so much energy into something that really doesn't matter. I, I mean, Think about it. You, you've seen some. You, you've seen a picture. You've seen a friend doing something. You've seen somebody that you don't even really know, but you friended him for whatever reason because of a contact, and that picture causes stress, anxiety, the the, the self talk, the 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 like I'm better or why do they get to do that instead of me? And I go whoa, and it made me just really think of that like holy holy cow. How much am I how much am I giving away to somebody who doesn't even know who the heck I am and that I even exist and instead of to my spouse and into my marriage and into my life that does exist Well, and I would encourage all of you, I know on the iPhone specifically in the settings, um, you can find out exactly how much you're spending on your screen time and if that's turned off, turn it on and track it for a week. Right. Android's got a similar thing. We all have iPhones here. I know from doing research that Android's got a similar deal, but you've, you've got to have a context. Like how much time am I actually spending on my phone? And then the, like I said, the beauty of what we're able to access, at least on our iPhones is there's also like on that same screen that gives you your screen time. It also tells you where you're spending your most time. Right. So is that messenger? Is that Facebook? Is that Twitter? Is it Instagram? Is it podcast? I mean, there were even a few people that in response to that question said, well, I'm afraid to say, or I'm embarrassed by that. And what I would say to that is change your life so that you don't have to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, it's okay. We're all adults here, right? You have the ability to make different decisions. Don't live a place. Don't live in a place where you're ashamed or embarrassed by your choices. Just make different choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so know how much time you're spending, look at where you're spending your time and then evaluate the impact of what you are looking at for some of you, because I asked the question, I said, how does what you're looking at impact your thoughts about your life and your marriage? And for some of you, you were like, you know what? It's po- I only allow positive things on my feed or, or, you know, it's neutral, but some of you used words like isolated, envious, disappointed, alone, inadequate, And what I want to say to you is you don't have to bring that into your marriage. You can actually make different choices about what you are consuming and get a different result. We had this conversation with our daughter. We were actually in the car with her and Mm -hmm. 
And she was talking about something. Our children do have Instagram. And so she was talking about how this one, uh, this one feed that she has, how that makes her feel. And it was, it's actually somebody that she knows. And so we were having the conversation around unfollowing that person. And, and what we were conveying to her is that if what she sees does not make her feel, you know, at, at worst neutral about what's going on in her life and, and you know, at best great about what's going on in her life, then she probably doesn't need to consume it. And if that's the advice that I would give my teenage daughter, you better believe it's the same advice I would give each and every one of you. If what you're consuming, if what you've subscribed to, if the people that you follow aren't helping you to live a better life, aren't encouraging you, aren't raising your positive feelings when you look at the media, then stop scrolling there. Don't make yourself miserable because when you do, guess what? Miserable shows up in your marriage and it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, a, it's an interesting thing. And we're all walking through this. We are. I mean, I, it's interesting. Just, I, I love hidden brain, the podcast hidden mm-hmm. brain, especially when, uh, they, they discuss areas of social media and media in general, even and how it, how it impacts our brain. I find it just very fascinating. Um, just from, I, I just take a step back and I'm like, okay, what, what am I doing? What are we doing? Like, well, what is this? And, and Elisa will hear me say this a lot at times is I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why, why, why do I need to take a picture right now? Who, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Like what matters is that I get to hang out with you, that I get to spend the time with you. Because at the end of the day, when I take my final breath, that's what I want to remember, not scrolling through my phone. And sometimes I have to take myself into that place because I got to realize there has to be a disruption. There has to be a, a break for me. And that's the break. That's the break that I have to, to realize is like the end of my days, scrolling on a phone and seeing somebody else isn't going to matter. This moment that we have on the beach together, having a picnic, that matters. Taking a picture of it, we can, we can't, it doesn't really matter because it's seared into my mind and I'd rather have that image in my mind than that of somebody else doing their own picnic when I could have my own picnic. It, mm-hmm. But it means that I gotta make a choice and that means get off the phone. It means make a decision to maybe initiate that date night. Maybe it means we gotta put some time on our calendar to say, hey, this is for us And this is how we're going to do it together, having a conversation together about it so that we're not battling each other over it and go, all right, we're on the same team. This is us together. These devices, just as we've talked about so much over the years is that we're on the same team and we have these devices. And yet, how are we going to come to battle together to face the problem that's distracting us from one another when we do get to go out and do those things? So... This week, it's a toughie, but it may be just one of those times where you got to go, hey, what are we doing? What am I doing? Do I need it right now? Do I need to put it down for half hour, an hour, two hours a day? Lock it up. You know, they make these amazing containers and we have one on our Amazon shop. You can go to one slash Amazon shop and you'll see it. It's a, it's a container with a timer on it. And you can put the time, it's digital, and you can say half an hour, an hour, two hours, drop your device in and then lock it. And guess what? You're not gonna have access to it until that timer lets go and it lets you back in. So whatever you choose to do though, 
And even with this series, we just wanted you to think about how media from a listening standpoint, from a watching standpoint, from a scrolling standpoint, impacts your marriage. Because at the end of the day, that's what we talk about here at One Extraordinary Marriage. How's it impacting you and your marriage? And can you have the extraordinary marriage you desire if one of these three is taken out or if all of these three are decreased? So we hope you've enjoyed this series. Get ready because next week we are starting a new series. So get ready. We love you guys. We're honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we can't wait to hear from you next week. Love you guys. Take care.